0: This is the Daily Dispatch Podcast with your business correspondent, Ted Keenan.
1: Today, Dispatch Live is talking to Justin Price, a founder and a director of Invespro. East London's arguably top property company. Justin, you guys have stumbled upon an amazing opportunity with a company called Interassets.
0: Tell us a little bit about it, please. And I understand it dates back six years now. Yes, thanks, Ted. Um, so, our partnership with Into Assets probably dates back about six years, although Into Assets has been gained for a lot longer than that. Um, it's a Durban based company um, that specializes in auctions, and we saw an opportunity to grow our different side of our InvestPro book. Uh, to include auctions, which has been very, proved worth our while because we've managed to tap into assets and and companies that we didn't previously have access to.
1: They have a a 60,000 database, which must be fantastic for you, Chaps. But the opportunity that you've got at the moment is auctioning government and, in this case, telecom businesses, business properties, that are no longer being used. And the example that you gave was the old operator where there used to be a massive switchboard and there would be mostly women sitting behind the switchboard. They've all gone with technology and
0: with them is the need to hold those assets. Am I correct with that? Yes, Ted. So so I think a lot of these SOEs are... are only concentrating on the properties that they utilize for themselves. So these more defunct type properties, they're offloading, which obviously creates a great opportunity for into assets. And I think a lot of the SOEs are going to look to do that in the future, which, and creates great opportunities for the private purchaser and, um, for people in general, because a lot of those properties are well situated in towns, uh, CBDs or even vacant land just outside, which can be developed for other needs. Um, currently, you are working on two properties. Which are they, please? So we've got a little commercial property in Kimberley Road, which will be industrial. It's very neat. It's probably about 6,000 squares sitting on 14,000 square meters of land. And it would be great for a little industrial park because it's really got uh warehouses which can be easily split and you could have numerous tenants so for an investor wanting to look at something like that with secure secured access guarded access and fully secured it's a great opportunity to to invest in a little development the other one is the other one is more rural in in Maclean town it's um could probably be it's probably more best suited for more Residential for someone that wanted a more rural type piece of land and house, uh, so that's where that's aimed for, for that type of in- investor. You chaps are involved in auctioning, but you are not
1: auctioneers yourself. There's a fellow by the name of Andrew Miller
0: who you use. You rate him incredibly highly. Why? Well, Andrew's been around for, for, For years and years uh, in the auctioneering game, he's probably one of the top cattle bull um, uh, auctioneers around, as well as he's done thoroughbred horses, as well as game. Uh, He knows the the game incredibly well, and between him and Brandon Lear, they're they're probably the two top auctioneers in the country. A good auctioneer can add substantially to the price that you eventually get
1: for your property. What do you reckon as a generalisation,
0: how much can a great auctioneer add? Well, I've seen Andrew work and uh, he certainly is quite persuasive in that and I've seen him push the price up quite quite considerably higher than than sometimes even the asking price. So, you know, it's just the way he works the crowd and, and, and the people and the bidders and creates that hype. So, yeah, there certainly is a skill to be a top auctioneer. While we
1: were, while we are talking mainly about government properties and properties that are now redundant, you were saying that there's also a huge opportunity for companies that have realised with load shedding, with coronavirus, etc., that they don't need all of this space. Is there suddenly
0: going to be a glut on the market of properties that need to be sold? Well, I don't know about a, a glut, but there certainly is a possibly a shift away from um, companies that that are under a little bit of pressure, maybe because of load shedding and and those, and maybe need to liquidate a little bit of cash. Or companies that just, the CEOs decided that they'd rather be tenants and offload some of their assets. So we are seeing that come onto the market, but I think it's predominantly, the economy is a lot tighter than than what it was. Interest rates have risen, so businesses are under more pressure than what they used to be. It's expensive to hold a property at the moment, especially if it's not being utilised. Is this the feeling that's going around? It certainly is, and, and certainly if you look at municipalities and that they, the, the main way to generate income for them is to through rates and taxes. So the factor uh, in East London that, that they get the, the rates and taxes amount is extremely high, so to hold a, a property vacant and with maintenance and your utilities that you have to pay like rates and taxes it, can be excessive.
1: Where do you see the auctioning of these government properties in the next three or four
0: years? Well, I think state-owned enterprises generally are under pressure. Uh, Government realises that they can't keep giving bailouts. I don't think government's got the money to give bailouts anymore. So a lot of these SOEs are going to have to stand on their own two feet going into the future. And they're sitting on... Billions mm. worth of assets in property and in, in, in buildings, and that. So, I see them in order to be able to keep themselves afloat, they're going to have to liquidate some assets. So,
1: with Eastern Cape having so many rural villages and that sort of thing, tiny little towns, there must be hundreds of these properties in the Eastern
0: Cape that are not being used anymore. They, a lot aren't getting used. A lot are probably not fully getting utilised. You look at the post office and that, and um, they're not delivering the services that they used to, and a lot is it's shifting more towards social grants and payments of social grants and that. So I don't believe they're utilising all the properties or the full extent of the properties. Historically, post office um, has got the prime sites in town because they've been around for a hundred plenty years. So, yeah, those assets are prime, predominantly in in most cities. So, they're CBD, which is good trading areas. So, yeah, I I do see them also possibly having a shift in focus and having to offload some as well, because they're getting another bailout now, apparently, too, of 3.7 billion. Justin,
1: thanks very much for talking to Dispatch Live, and good luck with the property auctions.
0: Thanks, Ted.
2: Uh-huh. Non-core assets to
1: be sold. How you you were saying there's over a thousand? Over a thousand, they manage over a thousand, thousand. properties. But whether they're going to sell everything, it's it's, it's hard not know. Um, and how far back on does this date? Is it back to sort of apartheid days, and the those things have just you know, stayed no, in Telkom? are very old properties. are very old properties Oh, I, it, because. Uh, Eskim had the same thing. They, they they have a massive property portfolio. Why would companies have built up such such a huge portfolio?
2: Yeah, no, I say this, there's, there's very old properties like the post office in Heidelberg and Durban. The old post office has been there for years and years. And, and and they're not going to operate anymore. They're going to close them down. That's why they're selling them. Yeah, and really- a lot of them are the properties are properties where in remote areas where you have um uh, the technical side of it, serving uh, certain purposes, and they don't use it. I don't know whether they outsource the technical side of the post office and, 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 and telephone exchanges. I mean, your telephone exchanges and that kind of thing, there's not a news anymore. Everybody, everybody is on, on new technology and cell phones and those kind of things, so they don't need it anymore. So it's all non-core
1: asset are selling, All post offices are closing down. Have you got any idea of the the, the, the total book value? I would imagine of you. This could, sale, of this sale? No, of the total assets. No, I have no idea. And uh, of of the sale that you're doing at the moment?
2: Yeah, we we've we specifically been asked not to mention reserve prices, uh, Ted. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: But it's multi multi millions.
2: Yeah, no, no, I think it's 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 going to be in excess of two hundred million.
1: Okay, and Han, just for for background, how did you get involved in this? Are you a, a property man?
2: Yeah, no, we specialize in properties. We are, we are level two BE uh, company, so we've got a fifty one percent black ownership in this company that uh, that does the auction,
1: yeah.
2: and we went through a, a proper uh, tender process. Okay, I'm
1: um, from from my and we
2: do it. And we do it. That's another reason why we got it.
1: You what? You do it. hey good. Oh, you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and got a lot of experience. We we've in auctions for how many years now? Um, huh? For twenty years. For twenty years.
1: Okay. And was was auctioneering the start of the business? Your business?
0: No, no. I used to be an
2: attorney. I was an attorney and a conveyancer for seventeen years, and then I.
1: Got involved in auctions, and uh, Justin, are, are all the properties being auctioned, or are you just selling selling the properties as a normal? No, they've all
0: got to go to auction. Sure. So that's part of the telecom agreement because to stop <laughs> any underhanded stuff, and that they like the auction route because people have got a bid. Yeah live on it instead to stop any type shenanigans behind the back type stuff. So that's why a lot of these SOEs are lacking the, the auction side because it's, it's out in the open and it's a transparent process. I spoke to an auctioneer recently, well in
1: fact not that recently, a while ago in East London, and he told me what I thought was the smartest thing I've heard, and that is that an auction will tell you what the price of your property should be on a given day, on a given hour, on a given minute, because that's when yeah. the bid will be accepted. And there's no better yeah. way of establishing a price. No, you- absolutely, I
2: think that's a, that's a proper indication of market value. It's an, uh, a willing buyer, willing seller, uh, and, and it's not a, a suspense of sales. So that is what the market is
1: prepared to pay for that property at this point in time. He's absolutely right, that guy that you spoke with. Okay. So, I'm, I've got it on my, because I'm recording you as as you sort of speaking here, so I, I don't have to take yeah. notes and I can concentrate. Yeah. Did you say there are 50 properties? Is that Eastern Cape or? Countrywide. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's, it's literally in every province
2: almost in the country.